Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Call, call. 1850-715-958. And you welcome back to the Michael Reed Show. Our guest in studio is Minister Damien English, Minister of State at the Department of Housing, Planning and Local Government with special responsibility, of course, for housing and urban development. Good morning to you, Minister. Morning, Colin. And you? thank you, thank you for coming in. into the studio. Um, first of all, I'm going to ask you about your reaction to the homeless figures which were released last week and 9,891 people in emergency accommodation an increase of 19 from July, 3,867 children. The Merchants Key organisation described this as a defining moment in Irish history. They would even claim to you that there are more than 10,000 people by the time you add in the sleepless sleeping roof on the, on, on the street, etc. These are not good figures. The figures aren't good and, and they haven't been good for, for the last couple of years, uh, despite extremely high increases in 15 and 16 and that's why we put together a, a, an action plan for housing to, to tackle this and to provide the housing solutions we need. Uh, we, ex- we, we, you know, we track the figures every month. We publish them. Uh, that's a decision we made. Oh, Murphy made that decision a long time ago that we would publish the figures, uh, warts and all. We don't hide this. We're very honest about it. Uh, we're very clear on this that it's priority number one for government. We don't believe families should spend time in emergency accommodation, have to live in a hotel or a B&B, and we have that now. There's a, over over fifteen hundred families in in emergency accommodation. Uh, and and so we, we are trying to provide them home. So there's no one denying the figures, no one's hiding that. We have plans there that if we stick to that, I have no doubt, we'll, we'll solve this and we'll solve the housing situation. Because if you look at last year, where we're showing the progress, over 4,700 people left a homeless situation and are in a home. And that's the kind of progress we're making. It's not enough to fix it uh, straight away. We wish it was. But I mean, there's a plan there. It's a structured plan. There's a this funding of six billion taxpayers money behind it. It's a five year plan. It's been implemented. It's delivering the houses. And if we stick to that, it will solve the housing situation. Now, I wish, and certainly Owen Murphy wishes, that you could do it overnight. It doesn't just work that way. What we are in charge of as a department and in control of is the bringing forward the new houses and delivery of houses. And there'll be over 8,000 new social houses this year in the system. We can manage that and control that. We can't manage or control the numbers who present as homeless. They come for many different reasons. We make sure that they're all looked after with emergency accommodation, that they're not on the streets. We make sure of that. And we find them a temporary house when we can, a rented house. And then we will get them a permanent house as we go along. And everybody has an individual story. Everybody has a journey. Uh, but there is a lot of movement of the homeless figures. Uh, it's not the same people that were in hotels three years ago. Because again, thousands left it last year. So, But you can understand people's annoyance absolutely. and frustration. I mean, we're annoyed. I mean, we're annoyed and frustrated too. We don't want this. I mean, who 
would? It's not anywhere to raise a family. And that's why in the short term, while we are bringing on all the new houses, and again, this year in this country, you'll see an additional 20,000 new houses built. Over 8,000 of them will be for social houses. You know, some will be affordable, some for the private sector as well. So there's a, there's a lot happening there. So we don't want anybody. But while, just I want to make a fine call, while we're building the new houses, because it does take a little bit of time to build them, we have to make sure that we make things a little bit better in emergency accommodation. So we, that's why we have over 500 family hub places, which are purpose-built accommodation for families who haven't got a house. Uh, well, have, you, have, you, have you underestimated the crisis in terms of, you say 4,000 families got moved into, into mm. new housing, uh, but the figures, the figures haven't reflected that because new people have come onto the homeless. The vulture mortgages, for example. Mm. All these issues that are contributing to this, are you doing enough to tackle the issues at the very bottom that are causing the problem? Yes, I, I do believe we are, and I'll tell you why. If you look at the, in, in the years of 15 or 16, before we put our plan together, you had increases in homeless families and situations of 50% and 70% per year. Those massive jumps and increases aren't there now. You know, if you compare this year to last year, it'll be less than a 10% increase. It's probably even less than that. In Dublin, it's stabilised. So it's every month you see maybe... Uh, the figure in July it, was 19. It sneaks up by 19 or 20 families. So it's not this massive increases. So that would prove to me, if you analyse the figures, that our interventions are working because you don't see these big jumps. It's still far too many. And we don't want these thousands of people in, in, in emergency accommodation and we'll make sure they don't. The other area where we intervene is rough sleepers. And the rough sleepers count is held twice a year officially. And that's a show a 40% drop that it was about 200 now it's down to about 140 uh, people who are living on the street that's different to people in emergency accommodation like a hotel or a family hub or a B&B there are different categories of people and different solutions and, and we're making great progress on the rough sleepers and I've no doubt that with, with providing all these new homes uh, the permanent homes the leased homes the acquired homes the empty properties brought back in all of that gives us the supply of housing we need and we will be able to fix this I've, I've no doubt about that because uh, I've been But do you think you're going to get the time to fix it? I think most sensible people look on and see that a five-year plan is a five-year plan. We're, we've just completed two years of it and all the targets for delivery of houses uh, is on track and actually ahead of time. But the homeless figures But the homeless figures are still going up. So that's a bit we can't control that we're not, you know, because that But happens. that does have to reflect on you guys in government. It, it reflects for society that and, and it happens for different reasons. And you mentioned vulture funds. To be honest with you, every person that becomes homeless is a different story behind them. Mm. It's family breakup. It's an issue with the home. It could be a renting situation. It could be a, a banking situation. There's not one reason. It could be a landlord landlord. In a, it could be landlord. There's a lot of reasons there. Now we do intervene at a very early stage. If someone identifies to our system that they're about to become homeless, we intervene there, and we've kept thousands of people in their homes uh, before they even become homeless. Because that didn't happen, we'll say maybe three or four years ago, and that's why you have a t- figure of thousands. Because in the early years, there was no intervention to stop it happening in the first place. How many houses are currently part of this five-year plan? How many are left to be built as part of that five-year plan? The, the five. I'd say what we brought in the system in the last two years is, is a little over fourteen thousand. There was 7,000 additional houses last year. There was there, there will be 8,000 houses additional this we, year. We heard from Social Justice Ireland yesterday that there are 87,000 people on the social housing waiting list. No, and it, it does not actually. It's down to about 75,000 because it's reduced. That 87,000 was last year's figure mm. and it's, it's down by about 10%. Um, so, it's still a huge figure. But, it, but again, Carl, can I be clear on this now? The people on, on the housing waiting list, they're not necessarily people who are homeless because about half of them are in homes today already supported by the state through the through the, the through the rental scheme, um, rental subsidy scheme. Uh, some of them are living at home with their families. About 
a small ten percent of that of that figure would be actually in emergency accommodation. The majority are in a house, but want a more permanent house. So it's important that we know what, what we're talking about here, and, and there's, there's separate issues. And actually, that, that waiting list has come down year on year. It's come down in in from sixteen to seventeen and seventeen to eighteen by over ten percent both times. Again, proves that we're we're making progress here. But we shouldn't really have a waiting list for home for houses, should we? Oh, well, I, I think you're always going to have a waiting list for... We for, shouldn't have homeless no, no, people. No, no, you shouldn't have homeless people and, and that's why I was saying we were correct. And you certainly shouldn't have homeless families. You'll probably always... You know, there's always a bit of rough sleep, some rough sleepers for different reasons there and we want to deal with them through the housing force concept. You shouldn't have homeless families. But there is a little bit of time lag. I mean, if someone becomes homeless today for whatever reason, it, it's very hard to have them a house tomorrow, right? And if you uh, analyse... In the past, people's probably spent two years or three years in a hotel. That doesn't happen now. The majority of people that become homeless now might spend five or six months in a family home and then we find them a home. Uh, others, we find them a home quite quickly. So there's, the story there is changing compared to what it would have been two years ago. So again, that's progress. But you shouldn't have homelessness. But on a housing waiting list, that's somebody who are living home with their parents, have started a new family or in rent accommodation who want a permanent social house. And there'll always be a bit of a lag there. But again, we've set out an ambitious plan to bring in 110,000 social house over the years. And I have to say, I find it strange that other parties accuse me and Owen Murphy and my party of being against social housing. Our plans are more ambitious than anybody's and we're the ones in government I'm, making it happen. I'm going to ask you about that because, I mean, do you think yourself and Owen Murphy are fit for purpose for these jobs? I absolutely do, Carl, because we 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 put again. No Murphy is the senior minister here and has led off on this, but we have put together a five-year plan to increase the supply of housing. But he's constantly getting bashed across course, the media. It's, the, it's, the posh it's, minister it's, again, which is silly stuff. But it's it's Sinn Fein want to play politics rather than actually help people who are hurting and homeless. They'd rather play politics. But if you if you you have to see where we started here, and and, and I heard people say yes, oh, it was seven years ago. Seven years ago, you couldn't give a house away. That we, when we came into office in 2011, there was 3,000 unfinished estates abandoned in this country left. Now, that's now down to less than 200. So we've addressed that, right? But there, were, there was no demand for housing seven years ago. The difficulty uh, started arising, in, say, in 14, 15, got really bad in 15, 16. We intervened with the new government when and put a plan in place with, with, five, well, sorry, with 6 billion taxpayers' money behind it. Now, that, this year to spend on housing is 2 billion. Right, it was it was less than a billion a couple of years ago. So when we have the money now, we're spending. And I think that myself and Owen Murphy and our department and all our stakeholders, which is the local authorities, all the frontline services, all the NGOs, are doing a good job. The delivery of housing now is dramatically increased. It it I, I accept it is hard to see that when you still see a high number of homeless people. Three thousand eight hundred and sixty-seven children living in uh, emergency accommodation. But, but just to finish this, the only way that we can solve that, the only way and there's no magic pen, there's no overnight solution, is to build more houses. And if you compare this year, you will see over 20,000 houses built in this country. Two I'm years seeing, ago... I'm seeing loads of houses being built, all the way from Dunshockton yeah, to here this morning. There are loads. It's, but it's a lot happening. of them are being sold for big, big money. No, that's not true, actually, now. And again, Carl, I have to take you up on that. If you check the facts on that, it will show that last year, first-time buyers, over 70% bought a house... Uh, under 320. Actually, uh, the majority outside of Dublin bought them for less than 250. And that's the kind of cost to build a house. You know, it, it, they're building a very high quality house here today. I opened houses yesterday in a, in a loan. The rough cost was about 210, 220,000 social, social housing outside the cost of the site. You know, in Avenue today, 
that they own the houses being built across four or five sites. So like, there's a lot of activity that wasn't there a year ago, two years ago. And I think you have to judge me and Owen Murphy on that activity. Well, I'm going to ask you to judge this because Pablo Tobin on this programme yesterday, the Sinn Féin deputy, said that not alone is is he going to back the confidence, uh, no confidence motion in Owen Murphy, but he's going to call for a, a no confidence motion in you yourself as well. This is what Pather had to say. In Mead West, currently, we have a government minister, junior minister in housing. None of the towns in Mead West have actually rental caps, even though people are crucified currently with the rents that they're actually paying. Damien English has been a disaster with regards to housing, and I would actually call for no confidence in Damien English's activity with regards to housing as well. Mead is, Mead is on the bottom with regards to investment in social housing throughout the state, and that needs to change. And is that something you can bring to the doll when it comes back well, after the it, summer? The, 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 the first job of work is to ensure that we force the hand of Fianna Gael to uh, do the right thing with regards to housing. And the first way to do that is to call for Owen Murphy's resignation. And then and Damien we, English. My call will also be for, for Damien English's resignation as well. You're a disaster. Look, to be honest with you, I think Pather's been a little bit silly here and he's actually making things up as well, which is typical Pather. You know, he looks, he, he looks a bit of spin. In terms just, of... Just, again, he's, he said there that Mead's at the bottom of the pile for social housing. So that's just not true. Last year, Mead Local Authority delivered over, over 1,100 housing solutions. Uh, they have 20 projects in the pipeline funding about 82 million secured from my department. I meet Mead County Council on a regular basis. I have told them to bring forward more projects, new projects. We've worked with them on that and that we will fund them all. Mead County, Mead Local Authority is well ahead on the stakes for social housing because we're in an area of high pressure and that's my job to make sure of that. And even in many areas of Mead County, Mead Local Authority, my job as Minister is, yes, to, to, to serve the country, but also I'm doing my job as a METD. And if Pather ever took time, ever took time to have a conversation with me in housing, which, by the way, he's never had which I would find it very strange that as a, as a and you're, 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 I'm, you're open to having a conversation absolutely I meet his colleagues of his parties every day of the week and other parties to discuss housing solutions again I listened back to Pader's interview a long interview there I didn't hear one solution being put forward by Pader so I just think he's been a little bit silly a little bit, childish, a little bit childish my job is to, to deliver for the country Mead Local Authority have been given a, a target uh, and funding secured to deliver 1200 new permanent houses over the next couple of years in this, in, in, in this county uh, I've spent the last uh, this year already in the last couple of months I was opening new houses in Ashbourne in Trim in 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 a, in a, in a by the other day, there's houses to be opened in Navan in a few weeks. There's a lot of houses being built in Navan. There's projects on the way in Cartown. Oh, sorry, approved for for Cartown, Kilmain and Wood, you mentioned, Donor, you, you Kells, Trim. So you actually, you so there's a lot me, of houses you, going on. You mentioned when I was in for Michael before about the the vacant houses and the plan to try and get them back into the market. Have you made any progress on that? We have, but again, there's two there's two types of vacant houses here. One is vacant houses belonging to the state, uh, and we would have concentrated over the last two years, again, working with our local authorities like Mead County Council, like Loud County Council and many others to bring part of those back. Over 8,500 empty properties that belong to the state are being brought back into use, and they're back in the system now. So there is homes. progress there. There's massive progress there. Now, where there's not enough progress is on people's private own homes and you drive around our towns and you do see empty properties over the shop mm. different places we've changed the planning rules we've changed the, the, the guidelines around those vacant properties we provided schemes of money Michael didn't like them by the way funny enough but we provided good schemes there that are very attractive and very beneficial to everybody but people don't seem to want them for whatever reason so we'll monitor that because we do and want to tackle vacant homes and bring them back in as well but again going back to I'm what's happening you, the, the, in the, issue, the issue raised by yeah. Pather about rental caps Again, a strange thing that Pather has an ambition that Meads towns would would be in would be in rent pressure zones. It's not an ambition of mine. 
that, that, that in our towns would have high rents. Father wants that because he wants to be able to complain about it. That's not my ambition. There is a formula there which judges towns uh, if they need to be in the rent pressure zone. And thankfully, uh, our towns in Midwest have not qualified for but that. Is that, that means, like, is that not likely to change soon with the developments it, it, of Shires, it, for it, example? It might, no, I don't think it will because, again, the supply of housing has been addressed and we're, we're making progress there. Again, you, you just take Navan as an example. This time last year, I think there was very few houses being built in Navan. Today, if you walk the sites, there's over 800 houses under construction. And likewise in Dunshock, and other parts of the county too and they will provide the accommodation for people who are living in Mead today who want to have a house at an affordable price as well as new people coming in to work in those jobs as well. So we are the supply of housing has gone up but that was not happening two years ago so that's why you have difficulties today it comes back to the supply of housing. Our job of government was to fix that and that's what we are fixing. I have two very quick questions mm. for you to finish up. Number one you are prepared to talk to Deputy Father Tobin about the housing crisis. Well, well, again, Carl, I want to be very clear on this. I have an, an absolute open door. Everyone knows that because I've been dealing with the housing now for a couple of years. I've been every local authority, meeting all the councils of every party, right? And I sit down with owner Bryn of Sinn Féin on a weekly basis on solutions too. I'll talk solutions. But to, I'll be straight with you. Father has never actually sat down with me uh, to talk about housing. OK. And lastly, do you expect to be the minister after Christmas? Well, again, I, I can't dictate how things go, but I, I would like that the government was will be will be kept in office to do a good job. Uh, Leo yesterday, uh, the Taoiseach, uh, last week wrote to Michael Martin, setting out why we want to renegotiate the confidence and supply agreement. We want stability in this country. We have a job to do. Uh, it's about housing. It's about health. Many issues, including Brexit. And if if this, the confidence supply agreement is due to end this in a few months' time, it's important that you will start addressing that today not wait till Christmas to talk well, about it We will certainly be back to that topic very soon Minister Damien English thank you for joining us this morning we're going to be back after this Call Call now 1850 715 958 Call Durban on LMFM Hi I'm Daniel founder of Pretty Litter Cats and cat owners deserve better Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.